Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petto, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s talking candidly about all of the things we're doing but not always willing to admit. This week we are so happy to welcome social media influencer and fellow podcast host of the chart-topping podcast Adulting, Anoni Forbat, <laughs> Hello. who is also a very old friend of mine from school. Hi guys. Welcome. We're Thanks. excited to have you here, Anoni. I'm very excited good. about your podcast voice, Rachel, because, oh my god, you turn <laughs> it on. It literally, it's like, blah, blah, blah. Hello. I know. <laughs> Do you know what? Everyone always takes the piss out of me for this. And the thing is, I do, I do it when I'm... It's when so I'm, good. When I'm doing sort of the official bits, like the end bit or the introduction, it's very much my, this is my podcast voice. Um, but then when I actually just really get going in my chat, it just completely goes I'll out the window. I to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Me too. I like it. Um, um, so this week, after... It would be sort of impossible not to mention this, because obviously we, we recorded our last week's episode while Rachel was in the Maldives about two weeks ago, before the historic vote in Ireland mm. uh, to make abortion legal in the Republic of Ireland. It was a 66.4% yes vote to repeal the Eighth Amendment. Huzzah! Which is amazing, uh, because prior to that, women could have faced up to 14 years in prison for having an illegal abortion by ordering pills online. Which is longer than if they got raped and longer than what their rapists would have spent exactly. in jail. Exactly. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Northern Ireland, the same penalties still apply or Mental. similar. I think it's, is it slightly similar in Northern Ireland is it as strict I think it's I think it's is as it strict oh, I God. think it's pretty much the same Crazy. don't quote me on that's it. the next fight yeah they're them. trying to lift that but I think it's a bit more complicated um, but anyway in light of that we thought that we would touch on the sort because it is related the issue of contraception because obviously you know people have women have abortions for various reasons but one of the reasons why one woman might want to have one is as a result of failed contraceptive we know we've touched on contraception before, but we only really mentioned the different types. And I think this week we want to kind of focus on the the psychological side effects, but also the social circumstances that surround mm. contraception and and whether it always has to be the woman's responsibility and whether that in itself is sort of implicitly sexist. Um, so we'll discuss that because obviously there's a male pill in development. 
Um, but will anyone use it? I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, um, but first of all, Rachel opposite me is glowing with her radiant post Maldives tan. How was it? Oh my God, dreamy. I'm so sorry for everyone who follows me on Instagram because I was shameless posting so much, but the Maldives is made for Instagram. So actually I have no regrets. It was absolutely dreamy. It was like I was basically on a honeymoon without a husband. Um, which is delightful. And now my actual honeymoon, if slash when that ever happens, will be shitting in Paris. <laughs> but I'm sure maybe I will like the guy, so it might be all right. Um, however, I have a fun update for everyone. On um, So cast your mind back a few weeks. <laughs> you may recall I went on a few dates with a man who I referred to as the fuck boy. Um, because he was a fuck boy. And um, I have it. I thought this whole story had gone to bed. I thought it was the end of him. It had been about, it's been about three months. Um, and so on the day I came back from Maldives at the weekend, I like, I was like, oh, I'll fight jet lag. I'll go to a spin class. I went to my spin class. And on the way back, my phone pinged. It was a notification on Happen, which is where I had originally met said fuckboy. And he'd messaged me saying something like, um, oh, Rachel, we cross paths again where have you been hiding or something and I was just like what like what like what if you wanted to message me why why did he message me on happen why didn't he just whatsapp me or it was just so bizarre I didn't know how to react I was literally like what do you want did so, he get a notification if you come nearby or something? He must that, have like, been. He must have been. Where it's like, Rachel Hosey is three meters away. <laughs> <laughs> no, he must have um, like been on the app. And because actually, I my gym is near where he lives, oh, which is why interesting. how you found each other in the first yeah, place. Like, I, yeah, but I've been to the gym like multiple times. You know, mm. since is this this orbiting thing where they like keep well, you nearby? Well, and only just wait. The story's Sorry. not even over yet. I'm ready. And this is literally <clears throat> a case of every single dating trend you can imagine. What it is was we exchanged like very few messages. I was taking ages to reply because I was very tentative, um, and he was replying straight away. And it got to the point where he went, we should go for a drink this week. And I was just like, oh, God. And I was having a real mental battle because because of what fuckboys are like, they're always the ones that, for some reason, even though you know they're a fuckboy, you actually do like them. And I fancy him and I do enjoy his company and all this, that and the other. And I had like a couple of my girlfriends, Livy included, being like, no, <laughs> remember what he was like. It's just going to be the same thing again. Um and I was like, I know, that's exactly what I'd be saying to one of my friends if they were in my position. But when you're in the middle of it, you can't really think sensibly. So I ultimately said to him, I don't know, this week's looking pretty busy. Why do you want to see me again after three months anyway? So I was thinking like, be a bit sass. And you know, but not fully closing the door, see what he says. <laughs> and he just hasn't replied. Which I think is just, it's its too priceless. It like is. The fact that I when, think maybe you have to discard him now. I think he's fully discarded. Mm. But the fact that like when he was going to have to put in the tiniest bit of effort, he was not interested. He thought I was just going to be like at his beck and call to pick me up and drop me whenever he wanted me. So he has essentially breadcrumbed me, benched me, zombied me, Sorry, haunted me. All of the above have happened. And I actually just find it hilarious. 
I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. He's a fuckboy. Fuck, once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. But the boy. thing is with fuckboys is, st- is they are the ones that you uncontrollably fancy. I know. The ones that you're going to end up with, un- you never, you, like, you do really fancy them, but the ones that you really fancy are the fuckboys always. Always. I know. And this is such classic fuckboyery. Mm. It is. So anyway, that Soz was my hun. saga. No, actually, I'm just so glad. empowered? I'm so glad I sent that message. You should message her now. I'm like, ha! Yeah, I actually might Got be like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually so glad I wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'm free Friday, let's go for a drink. Because it just would have been exactly the same thing over again. Oh, yeah. And he clearly doesn't really like me or isn't really into me. Otherwise, he wouldn't have let it fizzle the first time around, etc., etc. Anyway, I thought it was quite hilarious in the end. Very funny. Livy, you had a birthday. I had a birthday. Happy I wasn't even going to mention my birthday. I know. I, was, I wasn't going to not I'm mention so it, much I? less excited about my birthday. Yeah, I had my birthday. It was fine. I turned 24. Whoop. Um, we had a really nice time on no, my birthday, sorry, sorry. We did have a really nice time. <laughs> and Noni bought me some really lovely earrings. Um, but the the undisputed highlight was probably seeing the Rolling Stones the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's Fair cool. Enough. That was honestly the best night of my entire life. Um, it was is that incredible. why your WhatsApp picture? Is Mick Jagger, yeah. yeah. Is it? I haven't yeah. even looked. <laughs> I changed it to Mick Jagger. Sure. Because um, they also, they just look so cool. Like him and Keith Richards are in their 70s. Yeah, they are And cool. I just, I would wear everything mad. they wear. Talking about profile pictures real quick. Mm. I just tagged my mum on something on Instagram and I was like, Mum, is your profile picture a dog with like bottles around it? She's like, oh yeah, well I realised I didn't have one. I saw there's a birthday card on the side, so I just took a picture of that. <laughs> she just took a picture of a random birthday card of a dog with like bottles around, like like Parents champagne just bottles, priceless. and made that her profile picture on Instagram. Up until now, for the past three years, it's like a lurking account. She doesn't post anything on there. Yeah, my dad's She's a lurker. Profile picture. My dad's a lurker. It's That's weird. She stalks all of my fans. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Everyone, you, you are being stalked. Um, Yay! I have, I have a question. So I was talking to someone on Bumble last night or the night before, and they were like, hey, Livy, in brackets, Elizabeth, question mark? Has Livy... <laughs> Libby, Libby, maybe. Or Lizzie, yeah. maybe. Like, has Livy ever been a nickname Elizabeth? No. <laughs> don't think so I honestly like I don't want to sound so cynical all the time because I've actually been told by a lot of listeners that we sound so cynical on this podcast but dating apps just open themselves up to satire like that is just too good it's gold isn't it and then also someone on Bumble started talking about Tinder thinking that we were on Tinder (laughs) and I had to be like mate we're on Although that being said, Elizabeth has so. I was talking about this someone the other day because it has Beth, Betty, Eliza, Lizzie, yeah, Liz, Libby. There is actually look. You'll meet. Actually, I wonder if that's a joke because we said this about someone the other day. We're like, what's that short for? Elizabeth, because everything is short for Elizabeth. Yeah. So maybe that was actually quite clever. No, no, I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. Because I called him out on it, and he was like, "Oh, Olivia, whoops, my bad." I have no time for this. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm like? I'm just be like, no, you said something stupid. This is no more. But I'm awful. (laughs) This is no more. (laughs) That's nice knowing you guys. Oh my God, have you been using Hinge? No. I've used it a bit because I went, I actually got gel the other day. I went out for dinner with some single girlfriends and they're all on this dating app Hinge. And I was like, this looks really fun. And me and my friend Poppy both had boyfriends were like, can we have a look, please? How this works? I find Bumble overwhelming enough. Hinge is like, it has like. I talked about it a few episodes back. Oh, yeah. did you? Sorry. Yeah. You have to sorry. give a lot of info about yourself, though, and I, I like to be I quite like, I thought the idea of the questions, would it, you guys would enjoy that, because you, like, pick three random questions to answer. Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's, got, it's just kind of, like, a slightly 
doesn't just I don't know it's no it's no bumble you're not ready I, I think I'm just in um a phase of being actually I can't be asked with dating or boys or anything but it's fine Dolly Alderton recently said um, on her podcast The High List she was advising her listeners was saying dating is cyclical and you can go through oh, cycles yeah. where you one of you guys are dating and cycles where you just don't and that's fine and I was like yes I think I'm in also, the... Also known happens, as a dry spell. Yeah, but what happened to <laughs> wing womaning? I am ready to take anyone out. I will be your real life dating app. Please, Actually, oh my God, please I would be. love to be a wing woman, guys. So Anoni has a boyfriend, for those who don't know. Which also, is everyone, because no one else is her I friend. I feel like... For me. <laughs> I only have one friend, and it's Olivia Petter. <laughs> also... Even my boyfriend isn't my friend. He doesn't even know. <laughs> can, can I just say as well, we had a tweet this week from a lovely listener who said that it was only, she'd been listening to the podcast for ages, it was only last week that she kind of worked out who was who oh, in yeah. our voices because you said Rachel and I, and I was thinking, right, we must make a more conscious effort to say our names Sorry, on the podcast. my voice but, is so much lower than yours, isn't it? But the weird thing was, I used to get Pandora and Dolly confused oh, all the time, well, and now I know exactly who they are. They have like, very, yeah, they have very but, So I think voices. it's really difficult to assimilate when you're listening. Yeah. And only you've already said each of our names, so that's great, so you're doing a really good job. Yeah, <laughs> I am a podcast host. What, what I, I think you should actually do, though, is actually... <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, we should do that. We should have done that before. Well, I kept trying to yeah. say it, but then the conversation kept getting carried away. Sorry. But now, that's probably quite... I literally do not stop talking. It's probably one of my biggest traits. Maybe that's not really who I am or what I do. Um, so I am technically a social media influencer, but I kind of don't like that term. Um, and it was centered around kind of fitness, but it's more to like health, wellness and lifestyle. And then now it's suddenly got a bit more political. I'm just having a great time. Um, I really liked your post this morning. Okay, this is Wednesday, by the way. I thought that oh, was yes. really good. My natural cycles post. No, the oh, other one. yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Oh, I just babe. saw it today. Yeah, that's okay. The algorithm screws us all over. No, About true. weight loss. Yes. Yeah, but I thought you... Very tricky. You, I thought it was, you broached it very well. That's quite scary. I mean, that was really interesting in itself because then he had lots of... I was, try, I was trying to open up the conversation to people who are fat activists because being in the fitness community... I obviously see like a really small window of things. Yeah. And th this is your post was basically saying it's kind of scary to talk about, but, and you don't, it, it, with the body positivity movement, yeah. we have to remember that actually sometimes being too fat can pose a health risk. Yeah. And then, but also the other thing is no one's under any obligation to be healthy. Like you don't have to be healthy if you don't want to be. Mm. And also overweight bodies aren't necessarily unhealthy no. bodies. But in a, I was trying to say like, if someone is unhealthily overweight and wants to lose weight, how do I talk about it? Because I've kind of got to the place with Instagram where don't I don't even want to talk about yeah. like how to lose weight for anyone because I'm concerned that how do I know that the person reading my post isn't suffering from an eating disorder Absolutely. and is going to look at me and be like, you're already slim. Why are you posting about fat loss? Yeah. Even if it's nothing to do with me, social media has just become very, very... Yeah, I don't Everyone's know. Very it's, yeah, it's very censored and it's difficult. So I did try to approach a conversation yesterday. It was really interesting. Even then, I don't think that that many people with opposing views even saw it because of the algorithm and the way stuff works. Mm. The only reason fat activists actually got onto it was because people were tagging them saying, please, could you comment? Oh. Otherwise, I actually don't even think it would have showed up in their feed, even though I'd hashtagged Bopo body positivity and that 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 post was getting traction. I think because I'm a, a fitness influencer, I don't think that would have yeah, they would have found it on their discovery because they don't engage with my yeah. posts. So that in itself is problematic because it's the echo chamber problem. Um, but yeah, I talk more about more, normally like things that kind of discussion or something that's a bit deeper and a bit more polemical I do it on my podcast not because no one can comment because they can <laughs> but it's not quite so interactive but yeah so I have a podcast called Adulting um, where I pretty much talk about everything uh, 
that happens in life. Oh God, sorry. No, no, but like as well. (laughs) Look at me so intently. From a a millennial point of view. Yeah. Yeah. It's very linked. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, it is about millennials and growing up and just, I mean, it it kind of started off less I don't know, as as time's gone on, I've really realized how many things, like how many conversations I can open up, which is really exciting because I am someone that loves to have a slightly more political conversation, not even like literally linked to politics, but in terms of like socio-political and cultural yeah. issues, which when you are a fitness Instagrammer, unfortunately, if people look at you like that, they're like, well, sorry, you're a personal trainer. You can't talk people about think you're feminism. Yeah, they just don't. I think people like they follow you for one thing and it, it can they get quite disconcerted when you suddenly talk about something else. I mean, mm. when I first so we're like we're going to talk about contraception. I have worked with this company, Natural Cycles, which I don't think works for me now. We can go into that later. But when I first did it, I got so many people being like, sorry, you can't talk about this. And I was like, mm. well, I can kind of talk about whatever I want because it's my platform and you're not paying for this content. So it's not really anyone's prerogative to tell me what to post. Obviously, I wouldn't post anything if I thought it was damaging. And it wasn't even that they didn't like it. It was just that they were like, you're a fitness person. You can't talk about periods. And I was like, well, I'm also a woman. And the other problem is I'm obviously not a medical professional, but I do think that as women, we should just be allowed to talk about these things a lot more freely. That's what we do. And it's part of health and fitness is taking care of your sexual health, your female health, everything. So I think, yeah, comes, comes into it. I basically just think everything is related much more than I, I hate this idea of kind of trying to categorize absolutely everything mm. into small little labels which is funny because I think generationally that's what we're trying to stop yeah. whilst we're simultaneously actually pigeonholing a lot of people into certain roles it's very so interesting funny funny juxtaposition 100% <laughs> anyway guys let's start <clears throat> on uh, bio of the week now this is from Alistair 25 he says the only thing with stronger pull-out game than me is Ooh. my sofa bed, which you can sleep on if you change your mind, because I respect you as a woman. I like it. I, I, I find know, I it feel offensive. Com- I, I feel conflicted Yeah, I, it. I find it's a bit problematic. Yeah. No, because I do think as well, like, well, you, you sleep on the sofa bed, give me your bed. <laughs> no, but it's not, I just think it's the fact, I don't know. I shouldn't be offended because I'm so freaking open-minded about stuff. But then <laughs> that happens and I'm like, whoa, excuse me. I we thought it was funny. It is kind of funny, but I, I actually get really offended really easily by men. Sad. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I think I've got quite high walls up about stuff like that. Well, it's very topical for our well, discussion. It, it is. why it's a good find. A very relevant vibe of the week for the topic of contraception. So. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Indeed. 
Shall we briefly discuss the myriad types of contraception that women yes, can have? Yes, please. Okay, so the most obvious one is the pill. Yes. Um, but even then, there are myriad. Well, there are. There are. There are many different types of pills. So the most common one is the combined pill, which is a mixture of progesterone and estrogen, and it works by basically. St- regulating your periods i don't know the exact intricacies of it but it basically means you take the pill every day for 21 days usually and then when you stop you have a mini like bleed break Mm. and that's when you have a sort of period it's not the same as a normal period it's like a forced period that the pill gives you but it's over 99 percent effective when used correctly you have to take it the same time every day Mm. um so you know it requires a bit of thinking but there are a lot of side effects that mm. affect women differently. So it's been linked to mood swings. It's been linked to depression. There was a study by the University of Copenhagen that found that women on the pill are 23% more likely to be diagnosed with clinical depression, wow. which is horrific. There are no studies that link it to weight gain. But I know that from my own experiences and from friends, that a mm. lot of women find that it makes them gain weight well, it's or the, gives you water weight, mm, yeah, because it's bloating. estrogen. Yeah, so it, it can also make your boobs massive mm. and really soft it can give you bad skin it can give you good skin there are Mm. so many different side effects to it so that's just the and that's just the pill um well there's the mini pill as well there's also the mini pill which is progesterone only um and then going off pills there's you look confused i'm i mean i'm like so confused already i'm because i'm i'm not very knowledgeable about all this and so is there one form of the pill that you you take constantly and you don't have the week break that's the progesterone only pill um and Normally, what happens originally is they give everyone the combined one, but the, you can't mm. take the combined pill if you smoke or if you're prone to blood clots. Because uh, okay. so, but yeah. a lot of people tend to swap to the mini pill because they get they don't have the side effects from the estrogen, which is normally when people complain of having um, like like you say like bigger boobs or weight gain or whatever. Even though they say there's no causal link, pretty mm. much everyone I know is taking the combined pill so they get some kind of water retention or water weight. Mm. Um, but yeah, you don't. I didn't bleed on the progesterone only pill, but that's not to say that everyone won't. Some people will get spotting, some people will get lengthy bleeding, um, but some people might not bleed at all. But you just continuously take it, right? Because so. I'm, I am, I. This might sound very strange, but I've never been on the pill for contraceptive reasons. But I did mm. go on it as a teenager for my acne, and I, you know the awful thing is, is I, the the name of it, the, the brand was Dianette, but I don't even remember which form that was. But they said to me basically, you can't be on it for longer than nine months because they said I'd be at risk of blood clots. Mm. So That's, I had to come off. It. I also went on the pill initially when I was younger because I used to get really regular periods that was so heavy that it used to make me faint. So my mum took me to get the pill when I was like fourteen yeah. to wow. regulate my periods. Yeah. So I actually didn't go on it either. But then when, by the time I started having sex, I was already I'd been on contraception, right. and I was on it from when I was fourteen till I was twenty three. But then, so. yeah, I have friends who've done that as well. Been on been on the pill for like mm. ten years and like very formative times of their lives, and they're a bit like, oh, you know, this is effect. This mm. changes your hormones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you when you came off it after that long, nearly ten years, what did you? What differences so did you notice? I was on the combined pill. I've spoken about this seven times in different places because it's I don't know why it's just like my my pill story but <laughs> I was on the combined pill from like 14 I went through a few and then I found this favorite one because it made my boobs massive genuinely when I was like 16 <laughs> I used to take it back to back for three months so it made my boobs grow like 10 times do you remember at school I have yeah, massive I boobs I have no boobs now and the worst <laughs> thing is because they went so big and got so small they're like empty sacks anyway <laughs> I love them they'll be fine but yeah so I was on that until I was end of first year of uni 
Um, so that was until I was 21. And then I swapped onto the progesterone only pill and I way preferred that. I found I lost weight swapping between those two pills alone. But then I came off the pill, one, because I broke up with an ex-boyfriend. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be sleeping with anyone. I'm so sad. I'm going to come off the pill because I, <laughs> as you do, what Googled, like, what to do when you've had a breakup. How am I going to survive? Like, am I going to die? <laughs> what can I do to stop myself from dying? Send help. And <laughs> someone had written, and I'd been talking about coming off the pill because I had another friend that she was like, I come off the pill and I feel like a goddess. And I was like, well, that sounds great. <laughs> and this woman had written something. I think it was even on Mum's Net. So I don't know what how I'd found myself there. <laughs> But it was like, I came off the pill and I just had a breakup and the change in my mood was so exaggerated that it made me get through my breakup so easily because I went from being like, not realizing the pill was making me feel quite down to having such elevated mood that that happening simultaneously. So I was like, I found my answer coming off the pill. Came off the pill, no joke, my mood went from, I realize now that I was, there was times when I've never had depression, I've never been diagnosed anything, but there's times when I felt in a depressive mood or a depressed state and had lowered, lowered feelings. If that makes sense. Mm. I don't want to align myself with having things that I didn't, but you know. Yeah. Um, and I've never had those feelings since, ever, That's since coming off the yeah. pill. And wow. it's hard because I've spoken to doctors about it who were like, there's no definite causal correlation, but it's hard causal link. Sorry, correlation doesn't cause causation. We know what you're saying. But um, but it's really hard to de- deny it because I know so many people who've had the same responses. And I genuinely feel like my mood was heavily affected by the pill in the way that just, in a, I was it was heightened in a lot of ways and mm. now I just feel a lot more my, more myself I'm so scared to go back onto contraception because I don't want to have hormones see this is so interesting like some of my friends have said to me before like you know even if you're never never not like seeing anyone seriously and having like regular sex for ages or if it's like sporadic you're seeing a guy here or there or whatever they're like why don't you just go on the pill to be safe and I'm like because I don't want all the side effects yeah. I don't want them that scares me. Well, the pill isn't the only option, ladies. Oh, <laughs> I've well, actually Googled something. I'm really excited to what you're going to talk about because if you're going to talk about, like, the, is it the family dom? That is no, really no. I'm just going to list them and oh, then okay. talk about the one that I like. So <laughs> <laughs> we could so talk about the other the ones. So there's the injection. There's the patch. There are obviously wait, condoms. Wait, wait, can't go over these so quickly. Do you not know what these are? Okay, the I'll, I'll briefly explain. So the implant lasts, that goes I think, in your three arm. years. It's yeah. progesterone. It's the same as progesterone. Yeah, the little thing that goes in your arm. The injection, I think you get every three months. Mm. And that, so you get something injected in your arm every three months and yeah. that sort of secretes hormones into you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's weird, isn't your it? period. No, I don't know many people. Or I know lots of people have Yeah, the patch, which you change every week. It's like a plaster. You just have a plaster on your arm. The yeah. whole time. nicotine patch. Yeah, and, and that that um just does the hormone thing again? Yeah, I think that so. That sounds pretty good. I don't know just entirely. She mentioned a patch. patch. It looked like right. a plaster. I remember a bit talking to this with the sexual health person um in the clinic a few months ago and um she mentioned a patch and it looked like a plaster and i was like no not for me have you ever worn a nicotine patch is when i used to smoke and i tried to quit one of those and they are so itchy Um, so if it's anything like that but i guess it's not the same as secreting nicotine into your skin it probably wouldn't suggest that either (laughs) okay so the one that i like is the coil so there are two types of coils. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is my favorite and you should all get it. No, seriously, <laughs> these things affect every single woman differently and you have to find the best one for yes. you. Um, but the coil is basically, it's a small little T-shaped device. You can either get a copper one or a different one which has hormones in it and it, it basically gives you a small dose of progesterone. And it's this localized. goes 
This goes right up inside your womb. Yeah, literally, when in you say cervix, that, it's just cervix. like everything sort of tenses down there for okay, me. Okay, so I, I have had the hormonal coil fitted. I've got one called Jadis. It's a bit, it's newer than the Myrena, Marina, yeah. which is the other one. It lasts for three years. The copper coil, which has no hormones, lasts for 10 years. The Myrena lasts for five. So the Jadis is smaller than the Myrena. Yes, it hurts when it gets put in. But it's like, have you ever had, um, if you've ever been for a smear test. I have. What's the thing called? Speculum. A speculum. And they put should speculum be inside you. you. Well, I knew you'd know what have it's you, called. Have you, been do- you guys are too young for speculum. I know. I've had a speculum exam, though, because my sister convinced me I had HIV and I had to get get tested. Yeah, I've oh. had a speculum exam. So it feels like that, sort of. It's, okay, but that's they, all right. Well, no, that, that goes in and then they insert. So I can imagine, yeah. I'm assuming it feels like a little pinch on a cervix. Yeah, a little bit. So they it's, they put like a speculum in and then they put the actual device in. It device. <laughs> yeah, it hurts for about 10 seconds, but it's bearable. It'd be like getting your ears pierced, but on your actual yeah. vagina. It's, it's whole. Yeah. Just, I'm so squeamish though. It really weirds me out to think of that just being in there the whole time but you know what it's so worth it because after it's in you literally don't have to think I about it I say this but our, one of our friends from school I won't say who had one done when we were at uni so you know who and <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to say it on the podcast right inside joke for these two <laughs> <laughs> anyway she bled continuously for two months had to go get it taken out was it the copper or the hormone? I can't remember but I think she. It they put it the in copper. awkwardly oh really they actually inserted it wrong which is that's I think thing, that's quite yeah. unusual but yeah. she, it was so bad so uh, that was a few years ago and that's why I had this like intrench fear yeah. of the coil yeah i think you know i think the majority of cases it's it's fine but obviously you do occasionally hear yeah. stories it's of the it same with anything exactly. it is the same, with, the same anything. with anything the reason why i like it is because you don't have to think about it and it actually the hormonal one can stop your periods altogether which i love and you know being completely honest i went on the pill and yeah. and even before i went on the pill I would always get really sore boobs when I was on my period to the point where like I couldn't lie down and it just, it hurts so much. Ouch. Now on the coil, touch wood, I haven't had that yet. I've been on it for three months. Do you know what though? Livy's boobs look like Bella Hadid's boobs. So I think <laughs> they this is so punishment. Please, you mentioned this on the podcast. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I think that's punishment for having such good boobs. That's why she gets <laughs> boob pain every month. It's just balancing it out, Liv. Okay, you can't have it all. Yeah, all right. Thanks, babes. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Great boobs. Congrats. Anyway, different types of contraception aside, I wanted to ask you guys about the circumstances surrounding contraception because I was having a conversation with my friend about this. So when you sleep with a guy for the first time, I would always bring up the conversation of contraception or just, you know, be like, oh, do you have a condom or something like that? Not only because obviously all of the contraceptions we've mentioned don't protect you from STDs. Mm. You need a condom to do that. And obviously if you're sleeping with someone for the first time, you don't know. Yeah, I think that's the only thing you need to know. I think you should just... Always. And I know the thing is, a lot of the time, when if you are seeing someone for the first time, it, the likelihood is, is it after night out? Are you? Yeah, the, exactly. And so that's when it doesn't happen. But I would say that I know people who have had an STI for a prolonged period of time, such as chlamydia, and then found out later on in life that they've had fertility problems. So just don't take it lightly mm. and think, oh, they don't look like... You don't know. Yeah, Those, a lot no of them idea. go unseen for ages. Yeah. So I'm quite scared... Um, personally about that so am I so I think that's always a conversation you need to have but I was talking about this with my friend I thought it was kind of just common to have that conversation and she said that she's been on the pill for like seven years Mm. and 
every time she slept with someone new for the first time, she's never brought it up because she hasn't felt the need to. But the guy hasn't brought it up either. Okay, well... And I, I thought that's really problematic because surely if she doesn't bring it up, the guy would think, oh, wait, maybe this girl isn't on the pill. Maybe I should go get a condom. I don't think a guy would ever think that. I genuinely... Like, 90% that's of guys. awful, though. I'm trying to get a fucking word in. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> uh, so I have only had one experience where... Um, the guy has sort of presumed I was on the pill. I was just like fully just gonna shoot on in. And um, I've had to be like, whoa, hold up there. Not on the pill, get Such a condom. Such words. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but in all the other cases, I mean, not there's loads of cases, but- In um, all 325 <laughs> other cases. Uh, there has asked. been chat of condom. Yeah. Um, so I would say like, it's not necessarily the case that all guys presume a woman is on the pill um and but but okay the interesting thing about condoms is is whose responsibility is it because i have some girlfriends actually who think it's always the man's job to have the condom because he's the one with the willy but i don't necessarily think that's true i think it comes down to whose house you're at and who is the host or hostess because if it's your house it's your responsibility to provide the water the snacks and the condoms I also just thought quickly, um, I think that guys don't presume on the pill. I think that they think you will tell them because I'm sure we're going to come on to this, but it's basically seen as a woman's job to protect against pregnancy. And because it's which your is the, risk, which that's is the implied sexism. the problem. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. But because that's the risk that they think you're not going to take, I genuinely think a guy will assume that if you aren't on the pill, that you will tell them. Yeah. I also think that guys just always seem to have a condom in their wallet, but I don't generally carry a wallet or necessarily even have a bag. So I don't necessarily have them on me. I think guys generally do own them. Do guys' mums, I swear guys' mums buy them so many condoms. Like, is that not a thing? Um, I swear guys know. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like guys have condoms more than girls do because it goes on them. Whereas like, they, you don't ask them to buy you the pill. I know you don't pay for it, but like. Yeah, for sure. I think every girl should always have condoms at her house just to be safe. Yeah, I have some at my house, but I don't carry them with me. Like no, whereas a guy always <laughs> a guy <laughs> always has a condom in their wallet, don't they? Like, no matter. Do you never used to go they to the do boys' actually. wallets at school? Yeah, they, they do. And like, we'd be at lunch, we'd be like 14. But like, where are you going? Like, that's more of like a toxic masculinity thing though, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah I'm such a lad. I have sex wherever I want, <laughs> whenever I want. <laughs> All the, the time. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. I also think there's the problem of a lot of people don't like condoms, myself included. I really don't like them. Well, I think that's also the problem. Men don't like them. No. So they don't wear them. Men really don't. I think, as on the whole, men dislike them more than women do. No, I'd they say do. all of my girlfriends really well, dislike them. Really dislike I actually had this conversation the other day because one of our friends. Why are we talking about it? I don't know. And everyone was like, yeah, I hate condoms. So I don't think anyone really likes them, but I think they're necessary oh, yeah. within the first few weeks of any I relationship. Think that well, I think if you're Even getting, if you are on contraception. No, I agree. I think that if you're sleeping together for the first time, you should wear one. I think if you're getting into a relationship, go and get tested together. That's the best thing to do. But I what think. I don't like is that in, this, in a new relationship, it's sort of, okay, for the first few weeks, we just use a condom. And then if you're like, okay, this is going to be a serious, regular thing. It's then meant to be the woman's responsibility to go and sort something out and go yeah. on the pill or get the implant or whatever it may be it's then oh now it's down to the woman yeah and you have to sort it out so we don't get prego this is although my boyfriend being so sweet and lovely we did have to talk about it because obviously we're like what we're gonna do and he said to me because he's so sweet he's like i do know that when you came off the pill though you really didn't like it and that you don't want to go back on it so how what do you want to do because i know that affects you badly so i don't want you to go on it which is why i then went on to a different type of contraception which i forget to do properly so we can't that doesn't work either 
So he tells me off for that. <laughs> like is it's it, a thing you have to take your temperature and the only time I remember is when he's at my house and he's like, morning, take your temperature. And I'm like, okay. And then when he's not there, I'm like, oh, You I have forgot. to be really diligent. And this, yeah. So this is where you like log all these things and it basically tells you where you're fertile yeah. when you're not. Ooh, but, ooh, but when you risky. have red days, you have to use a condom because you're not protected. Um, also, condoms split. Yes. yes None of the, no contraceptive is 100% effective. No, apart from abstinence, which <laughs> any of you guys are welcome to practice. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and then also, the the thing that I think is sort of the tacit sexism of, sexism of it all is that men can men can take the condoms off without the women realizing mm. and they do and they do and it's called stealthing and it's happened to me episode and one horrific. also <laughs> listen to our thoughts on it yeah, yeah. we did we covered this on our well, first episode and then it happened to you after the first it's, episode which is what was so yeah it's kind of happened to me since as well and it was very confusing because it was sort of like condom was on then things came out and other things happened well exactly. went back in and then i realized it was off and it was like Oh, well, oh. exactly. Sex isn't a straightforward process. No. no. So that's, that it can happen. And and then suddenly it's like, oh, fuck. And then you're like, oh, is this guy just not thinking? Was it yeah. an accident or was he planning this? What did blah, you blah. think in your scenario? Did you think that it was an accident or did you think? So at the time I was in the throes of passion and a bit drunk. Right. So I said to him, I was like, do not come inside me. And are you clean? And he was like, yeah, I got tested two oh weeks ago. Oh my God, ago. you can't. But I'm such a moron. Yeah, that's so... The next morning, this wasn't like a one night stand thing. This was like a guy I'd been seeing. So I, I thought I could trust him, but still the next morning Fine. I was like, I'm such a moron. Like, I'm such an idiot. Never, never do that, listeners. Learn no. from my errors. Um, I did go and, you know, get tested yeah. and everything's fine. But, I, you know, at the time I just wasn't yeah, thinking. Yeah, it's very hard. Also, that's the thing. Like, when you're in the middle of having sex it's hardly like when you're being the most like thinking clearly yeah. you're actually your mind completely loses it especially when I was younger I mean I have to say I'm a lot firmer now and, I, and I'm a lot more in charge of my sexuality and stuff but I think if there's anyone younger listening the most difficult thing is a lot of the time the woman doesn't or the young girl doesn't feel like the sexual act they're engaging in is necessarily about them or that's how I certainly felt a lot of the time yeah. when I was younger and I think what's easier now as a woman I feel like I can be like actually no this is this, this is for me, this is for you, X, Y, Z. But when you're little, you're like, not little, that sounds awful. When you're younger, you might not feel like you have the confidence to say, actually, I, I wouldn't, don't feel comfortable you not wearing condom or I don't feel comfortable mm. us doing this. And I think that's that's a really important message to drive home is that as a woman, especially, you've got every right to kind of say, to set those lines out and it doesn't make you any less of a person. Um, because sometimes I think when, when you are younger and engaging in activities, you believe that, you know, if I turn this person down, they're gonna think I'm yeah of course like not a very good partner and I think that's what worries me I think now we're a bit older like we know what we're doing but I just I look back to younger me and that's where I'm like that's where the message of contraception really needs to be driven home I think 100%. Yeah. and what we need is a male pill yes so the male pill I think I feel like I've ranted about this on a previous episode but but it's just it just really frustrates me because obviously we've spoken about all of the side effects that the female combined pill can give women. The male pill has been in development for quite a few years and the reason why it's taking so long is because researchers keep having to go back and make sure that the test subjects are experiencing no side effects. And the powers that be are all men. Yeah. 
Oh, always. Yeah, but it's just so interesting. They're spending so long fine-tuning this like perfect male With pill to make sure that there are zero yeah. side effects when women are battling. So the precious men don't have to suffer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is with that as well, like you're going to be, would you trust, I mean, I would implicitly trust my boyfriend now to take a pill. But in life, would you trust a guy if you were like, are you on the pill? And they said mm. yes. Because he's not actually going to get pregnant. Exactly. Well, so exactly. how, I mean, I guess in terms of relationship-wise, it could be useful, but I don't know if, in a, in a standalone situation, you could trust guys to actually. Would you want to even put that risk? I don't know. I know. I yeah, don't think you I sort would. of feel like actually you want to be in control. Right. Of it. Yeah. Oh, Which God. is annoying. Annoying thing to say because the men are going to be like, "See, we don't need a male pill because you wouldn't even bother letting us take That's it anyway." So true. I know it's annoying. Everything is annoying. Why <laughs> don't they make it so that men can have babies? I know that would be useful. That's next. Like seahorses. Yeah. It's 2018. <laughs> That'll come. Hopefully. Just stay tuned, guys. I we'll think we'll be able to carry them around problems. like externally. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> like a handbag. Like <laughs> stick on. You pass them That on. would sort it all out. That would sort all the sexism out. If men could have kids, we wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation. Are you joking? They'd go out with their friends. They'd be like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, but then they'd have to take, <laughs> they'd have to take more time off work and everything. So yeah. I feel like gender pay gap would help be eradicated as well. Just True. So. Yeah. True. Right. I mean, it's diff- It's difficult. We need to really speak to the seahorses. They're the ones mm. that do it. <laughs> yeah. Next episode, we will speak to the seahorses. We'll get back to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. We've got a very few minutes. Let's do a quick dating disaster. Now, this is actually a story that a friend told me about her friend. But for ease, I'm going to read it in first person. <laughs> as if I am the woman in question. I'm excited. Hey I went on a first date with a guy and he invited me round for dinner at his, which was quite forward, but he seemed harmless. Dinner wasn't remarkable, but it was fine. I think it was a curry. Not long after we finished eating, we were sitting on the sofa chatting. My stomach began to feel a bit odd, but I thought maybe I'd just eaten too much or too quickly. My date then excused himself to go to the bathroom. But a minute later, it hit me. The overwhelming need to do a poo. (laughs) It was extremely sudden and unlike anything I'd felt before. I knocked on the bathroom door saying I needed to use the loo urgently. Just a minute, he replied... But a minute was too long. I shat myself <gasps> at a stranger's flat on a first date. Wait. To shat herself mean that she wasn't in a toilet? Yeah, she was not in a toilet. She was in the corridor. Oh, blimey. I go on. <laughs> Remarkably, he was incredibly kind about it. Go and have a shower and I'll wash your clothes, <gasps> he said. So I did. When I came out of the shower, I walked towards his room to get dressed. He was in there and the door was left ajar. It was then that I saw my date smelling my soiled <gasps> clothes. Oh! It turned out he had given me laxatives to make me poo myself because he had a thing for smelling <gasps> it. And I've since learned he's done it to many other girls. Needless to say, I was put off letting a guy cook for me for a while. Right, I've heard this story before. This is the interesting Have you to- thing. I thought you told me this story. Have you not? No, because I only heard this for the first time recently. Someone else has told but me this story. I've got this... jaw ache from how shocked I am, like having my <laughs> that mouth That was open. my reaction, but I've since told it to a different friend and she was like, yeah, I've heard that okay, story. Okay, no, this is Which a mythic makes me wonder, Do you think it's gone around Reddit or something? if it's a myth or if it's a guy that's done it to loads of girls or 
if just everyone shared the story because it's so outrageous. I would like to ask a, a kind of a, a logical question. How long, just having experienced using laxatives in the past, how long was there between the mealtime and the, and the shitting? Because normally I'd say at least eight hours. Oh, really? Oh, that could be a flaw in this. Mm. I've, I don't know enough about laxatives. I think people are just too obsessed with poo stories when it comes to We've dating. had a lot of poo I have to say, that would be like have. my... I don't talk about... We don't talk about that in our relationship, about poo. the poo. No. No, oh, I, I mean, don't. I think it's a bit. I think the I know, but I, is gone. I have done in previous stations where it hasn't been weird, but I just now this time it's just a no. It just doesn't happen. No one knows. Who knows? Who we knows? Don't go. We, poo? we don't. We just very, and even if you kind of know, <laughs> you don't talk about it. You're like, no. oh, you've been gone for half an hour. I don't know why. Who knows? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's that smell? <laughs> what? Who's? <laughs> I don't know. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. the way to do it, guys. Yeah. What I'm going <laughs> to ask the listeners though is, have you heard this story? Because yep. my friend claims that it happened to her friend. We need to get her on. Which is like, I, <laughs> yeah. I need I to love know. that, like, we. Yeah. <laughs> Our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You can come back. Um, I want to know, has everyone heard this story? And yeah. if so, how? I, I need to know if it's real or not, because it's kind of so outrageous. I kind I of wish it was really awful. I remember who told me. I thought you told me, but clearly you didn't. Are you just getting messed up with all the other poo no. stories you've had? No, I would not get mixed up with this. It was a man getting excited about poo and that is what the story is about we need to also google how common this fetish is i haven't actually heard of, i've heard of people smelling because people try to buy my underpants quite frequently That's on weird. instagram weird Ooh. and my hairbands weird i mean wow. i could probably make quite good money but still um <laughs> i've never heard of anyone wanting to smell someone else's fresh poo okay. i don't know i think that's really rank on that note, <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe to Millennial Love. Give us a rating. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts because this helps other people discover the podcast. And please send us your dating disasters, whether they are poo-related or otherwise. <laughs> um, and your dilemmas as well. We will get to those eventually. We do have lots in the backlog to solve, being the gurus that we yes, are. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so if you have any, you can email them to us anonymously at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. Or you can slide into our DMs at millennial. What is it? Millennial underscore love? Millennial, millennial underscore, underscore love, love on Instagram. Thanks, Anony. <laughs> <laughs> also, follow Anony on Instagram. What is your username? Oh, These days, people got so confused. It's my name, but spelt wrong because I'm cool. No, it's Anoni, which is U H N O N E E, which is like the phonetics yeah. of my name. Because yeah. if you saw my name on its own, people think it's either one one or just like a <laughs> load of vowels. <laughs> one one with is my name. Yeah, I know. It's, Brilliant. It's um, lovely. Yes. <laughs> so as we said, Instagram millennial underscore love, or I am Rachel underscore Hosey, and Olivia is at Olivia Petter eight. Yeah. On Instagram or Olivia Petter One. I was about to say it's a one Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's different. You're different. regretting not Edgy. making this consistent. Oh, now, guys, I have so many regrets in life. That's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liv, don't say that. <laughs> don't regret not following us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or, nice. I know, thank you. That was really bad. Or join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash millennial.love. And Noni, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. It's been so much fun. I really enjoyed your insight and your candidness, which has been delightful. I'm really sorry yes. if I talk too much. No. The feedback I get in a lot of situations. We invite people here to talk. This yes. is true. This, this is, is why I podcast also. Yeah. <laughs> it's an outlet. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be back for more talking next week. Yay Have for talking. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.